So you finally hit your first 10 customers, raised a bunch of funding, and are excited for the future. After all, it's looking like you're inching closer towards more product market fit, right? And then you start trying to map your customer journey and things become a little murkier. Who should I be hiring to help me hit my goals? What's the right way to visualize a customer journey? And how do I actually create a journey that ensures customers keep coming back? Does this experience sound familiar? To really understand your customers, you need to understand how they interact with your product. Mapping why your customers buy, their pain points, and where you fit into that journey is so important for a go-to-market strategy. If you're feeling stuck on where to start, Peter Zeri, Georgian's head of customer success, will explain on this podcast. He's got decades of experience in this area as a VP of customer success at companies like Oracle, Click, and Pluralsight. Peter is also a huge resource to our companies looking for some help in this area. I'm Jessica Galang, Georgian's content editor, and I'm here to sit with Peter for his top tips on building a customer journey. For companies that are working on their customer journey, what should they consider having in place to make their customer journey repeatable? And are there any processes or systems that they should already have in place to work on? Everything starts with the product and why the company chose to build that product. And in making that decision, there was a problem or an opportunity that they were trying to solve or are trying to solve. And there's a determination you know, that you begin to see along the way is, is the product beginning to solve that opportunity or problem? And is, do we have our first two, 10 customers and are we seeing that as something that's repeatable? And then, so the second point would be about taking an honest assessment as to where you are in the stage of the company life cycle. You know, are we founder led? Is it product led? Are we thinking about sales and marketing led, hiring folks in those areas or, or is, it, is it customer led? Later in this podcast, we'll get more into the difference between sales-led, product-led, and founder-led growth, so our listeners can determine which category they fall in. So to recap, CEOs need to start with the product and ensure the buying journey with their first 10 customers is repeatable, and then they'll determine whether they fall into the categories of product-led, sales and marketing-led, or customer-led growth. Is that right, Peter? Those first two pieces, I think, need to really be determined up front um, ahead of you know, looking at, you know, the customer journey and anything that's repeatable. The biggest challenge that I see for early stage companies is progressing from a white glove or resource-based customer journey to a more balanced approach to your customer where the resources are aligned where they're needed most to where your technology drives the, you know, the solution and opportunity, not necessarily through segmentation. Um, the second area that I see as a challenge is trying to solve early retention issues with customers with resources or customer success resources and and not going back to the first two points that I mentioned. So I think those are the things that need to be in place up front. I'd like to go back to that idea of moving from a white glove approach where you're helping every single customer with their own unique needs to one where you're using the resources you have more effectively. But before we do that, I want to close the loop on what happens after you assess what kind of company you are and whether your customer's journey is repeatable. At that point, would now be the time to hire your first sales rep, or is there more to it? It's a big decision for companies to make if they're making the step for the first time. I think it can uh, lead you there, but it goes back to you know, kind of the stage that you're at, both with your customers and with your product first. And so it's a, a real big decision to make as to when you start bringing more resources on uh, for, for, for you to be able to grow and scale. So I think everything here starts with 
a go-to-market approach or strategy. And that strategy needs to fit in line with the stage your company's in. So the, the, the three big takeaways that I always look for from a, you know, best practice standpoint before we're, you know, kind of looking on adding resources are one, are we selling to the right customers? Uh, are we avoiding complexity away from the original problem or opportunity that we were solving for? Because we don't want to hire resources to support that, right? Because we've created complex complexity. Let's, we want to sell to the right customers. Second is product is your only scalable differentiator. So do we have that in place and are we, see, are we seeing that? And third is customer success is a top-down company-wide commitment. If those three things are in place and those takeaways come from Dan Steinman and his research and leadership in the 10 laws of customer success, but I think if those three things are in place you're in a, and you, you know and really have acknowledged the stage you're in, it's a good time to start thinking about you know, when to hire your first sales or customer success rep. We've added Dan Steinman's research in our show notes for our listeners who want to check it out. So while companies are going through these exercises of mapping out how their company functions, what kind of opportunities would they be looking for to create sustainable growth and a smoother buying journey for their customers? You know, in follow-up to the last question, I think they need to be looking at things outside of just the hiring plan. So building sustainable growth for the company with scale, both the product and community are going to need to be built to create that network effect, you know, not just, you know, resources and complement that to be sustainable, a really good focus on retention expansion that is equally, you know, focused on and a commitment from the company as the growth side is on the top line for port pipeline forecast and sales commitment. So putting an equal effort to both sides to ensure that you're acquiring growth, but you're also retaining it and expanding it in, in, in the future. I'm sure throughout your experience, you've seen your fair share of hard lessons learned along the way to building a customer journey. Again, like the challenge you mentioned about companies having to transition from the white glove approach to one where you're using your resources more effectively, like augmenting queries with tech where possible. You also talked about the danger of solving every retention issue with customers without first doing the work to understand whether your customer's buying journey is actually repeatable and understanding what kind of organization you are. Other than that, what are some pitfalls to avoid? So the three biggest pitfalls that I see are using resources to solve complexity, uh, not building for digital first, because it's huge, and lacking instrumentation and visibility into how your customers use your product or service. Those are the three things that I think early on, if you get those right, save so much time and provide so much more opportunity in terms of the value you can provide your customers after they, they purchase from you. Okay. We talked about this idea of founder-led, product-led, and customer-led growth. Knowing the differences between each of them can help companies understand where they should be investing their time and how they should be tracking success. Absolutely. So let's talk about the definitions generally first and acknowledge that there are probably thousands of interpretations of these, these growth designations. So the way we'll talk about it for this discussion is founder-led is where the founder or founders and the product team, they're critical to pretty much every customer sale. And you know, if that's extending past your first 10, you know, it, it looks like you're, you're moving into another stage. Product-led for this discussion is, is focused on acquisition and conversion via say, product marketing and building a strong top of funnel that converts efficiently. So like try and buy. 
Customer-led is an emerging area where product and CS, customer success, are driving conversion and expansion versus the sales team. So you have you know, the CS team not only focused on the, on the post-sale process, but they're getting engaged more on the front end, oftentimes called a sales assist function these days. And then sales-led is your traditional top-down software model that's carried over from on-premise into SaaS and potentially could be extinct moving into Web3. What about Web3 will have an effect on sales-led growth? If you think about Web3, the, the community is your customer and developing that community. And ultimately, or even in the beginning, the, the customer is the expert in your product and how they're going to use it. And working in a decentralized environment the expertise resides in those environments and that's the community. And I think that's the big difference that, you know, your, your customer is your expert in your product and you need to build your product that way. Okay. And last question for me, but uh, what is one of your biggest go-to-market lessons learned that you'd like startups to take away? Really be articulate on the go-to-market strategy and get it on one page. So if it can get on one page, it could be really clear. And the details come on execution, and that's the, the type of work that can follow. You know, keep it simple, but make sure you're focused on why you started the company and who your customers are. Really know them intimately, everything that they're doing, everything they'd look to be doing, you know, where they see value from you, all the, all the basic things. But uh, also at the same time, make sure that you can measure the consumption gap in your product. So look at your sales and revenue growth. Make sure it's not outpacing your adoption and your usage before you add more capability. So common theme on complexity, capability. And then retention and expansion is a company-wide commitment. And it's not just a metric that you would measure the productivity of the CS team on it. Those three things are really can help you move forward very quickly from one stage to the next if you bring them and make them a company-wide commitment. Thanks a lot for sharing, Peter. For our listeners interested in diving deeper into these topics, Peter will be at our CoLab Connect event on optimizing the customer journey on April 12th. Thanks again for joining us, Peter. 